Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Vet Method podcast, where we bring team training concepts to independent veterinary practice owners who want to grow revenues through a high performance team. My name is Sanjay Mangabai, and I'm so pleased to be joined today by Dr. Keith Marlowe. Hi, Keith. Welcome. Hi, Sanjay. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you, Keith. So whereabouts are you today? I'm at home. I'm at home today, sitting down here, having uh, had a leisurely morning and uh, helped out with a bit of housework as one does and uh, awaiting your call to do this little meeting for us. Sounds like a, like a busy life, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. It's a very leisurely day of Friday for me. Very good. So a little bit about Keith. Keith has been a dentist for 43 years. <clears throat> Since qualifying in South Africa, he has worked in various practices in London before starting his own practice, which he ran and managed for about 15 years. Now, Keith works in Salisbury as an associate. Okay, so the title of the podcast is Learning and Training from a Dentist's Viewpoint. And if you're ready, Keith, our time starts now. So my first question, Keith, is what do you know now that you wish someone had taught you a long time ago <laughs> how long you got it's it's one of, it's it's one of those very uh, uh, easy questions to ask mm. and then when you've asked the question you think good grief what is the answer because there could be a lot of things absolutely but i suppose i suppose the most common thing is is that when we're at university they teach you all about dentistry all about clinical work all about how to do things correctly and, and, and you know, in the right way, obviously. But what they don't teach you, I think if I recall, they, they, it may have changed now, but as I recall, one hour lecture on how to run a practice. Wow. And, I, and, and in hindsight, you know, when you qualify, you think, yeah, I'm, I'm a dentist, now off you go. And, and most of us have to, in those days, used to just go and work as, as an associate in a practice. You get there Monday morning and you've got a list as long as your arm. You have mm -hmm. no idea how mm. to manage that whole thing. Um, and so you learn the hard way. Now I think they, they have different ideas. They, they, they try and get people to do like a, uh, an, a almost like an apprenticeship. Yeah. Where you get guide, where you, you get helped by the older, more experienced dentist that you work for, which I think is a very good idea. But you know, I must say that that's one of the things that really bugged me for many years, because they don't teach you how to run yourself mm. as, a, as a clinician day by day or to how to run the business side of the practice and yeah. also deal with staff members, all that stuff that, that, you know, you don't, as a dentist, all you worry about is a little area called the mouth and the teeth mm. and all the other stuff comes along and you have no idea. You really have no, well, most of us have no idea. Some, some people have got natural acumen and I get that, you know, some, some guys are real natural businessmen and they're good at it. But the majority of us, you, you speak to most people, they'd say to you, wow, I knew nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's so many parallels to um, certainly the veterinary um, side of things where one of the criticisms is that um, academic uh, facilities, universities, colleges, they focus a lot on the technical skills. Yeah. But no one teaches you about organization, about communicating, you know, even with clients. But, you know, you're not going to work on your own. You have to interact with your staff, with nurses, with receptionists. And those things make a big difference to how well you function um, in practice. And it's like you, you know, I qualified 32, 33 years ago. And, uh, you know, we were taught none of that. 
And I just wish somebody had spent some time telling mm. us, you know, teaching us how to do that rather than having to just find out on your own. Wow, thanks, Keith. That's perfect. That leads us nicely onto question number two. What makes a good dentist? And what's the biggest, the biggest challenge they face? Wow, how long, again, it's one of those one of those million dollar questions what makes a good dent you know i think that kind of question has got to be asked of a patient mm -hmm. because to ask the dentist what makes a good dentist we could rattle off all sorts of nice things and you know like oh we got to be uh, have a good a good uh, presentation skills we've got to have uh, we've got to look clean and healthy we've got to have nice teeth ourselves mm -hmm. um we got to have a nice manner. We got to be, be patient, kind, all those kind of things. But you ask a patient what makes a good dentist, and they'll say, someone who's honest, someone who doesn't hurt them, yeah, and uh, someone who's gentle. Um, you know, it's all those kind of things. It's it's very difficult to put a, a thing what makes a good dentist because there's so many factors involved. But I I, I do think it's it's gentleness, kindness, patience. Not mm -hmm. patients with the T, patients. Yeah. Um, and understanding of the individual's problem, not necessarily what you perceive as the issue. Absolutely. What they perceive as the issue, what they complain about, what they want to yeah. have done is what I think makes a good dentist if he or she can recognize that fact. Not just throw at them all the possibilities of, oh, we can do this, do that, do that. Poor patient walks out there thinking, good what's going on here absolutely Keith. you make a really interesting point about it's the it's uh, the patient's viewpoint that matters yeah it doesn't matter how good you think you are it's it's what matters to the patients and i think that's across all industries um in professions like ours um you know we forget um what's important what they value and it's the things you know, that again, you, you know, we touched on it in question number one, that they don't teach you at university. You mentioned communication. You mentioned showing them compassion and kindness. Um, um, possibly I could add that, you know, they, you know, a good dentist has a, um, a business sense as well, because all this, you know, all that we do, you've got to be productive and you've got to produce something of value at the end of it. But uh, that's a really, really good and interesting viewpoint, Keith. Um, and again, um, like I say, I think it's across uh, a lot of industries uh, like ours and, and things, again, that you pick up on the job sometimes, unfortunately. Good, great. Question number three, with regards to work in practice, what knowledge, skills or behaviors do you wish that dental employees, whether nurses, receptionists or other dentists were better at? You know what? What do you wish they they knew more about, or had better skills or knowledge about? We touched on that in question two again. It's this, it's this lovely word called communication. Um, you know, I I I don't believe in in a hierarchy in a in a dental practice. I believe there's a it's a team. Uh, yes, there's a leader, but not necessarily a leader that everybody has to bow down to. The leader is there to take everyone forward. Um, and if that leader doesn't exist, then I think the rest of the staff members, be they the dentist, be they the receptionist or the, or the nurses, um, lose their way a little bit. And, and, then, and, they, and when they're unhappy, they're not working. They're not productive. And, and, I, and I remember uh, talking to an oral surgeon once mm -hmm. working at, up at the hospital here. And he was saying, 
the best thing for me on a daily basis is to know that my nurse is on top of her job because then I can do my job mm-hmm. but when I start worrying about what she's doing mm-hmm. I can't do work and I'm assuming it's the same thing if, if the dentist or the leader starts worrying about how the receptionist work then he or she can't do their job and therefore the nurses don't work very well with him or her because there's confusion everywhere absolutely lack of communication and that's why i think that is so so important and having regular meetings regular uh, uh, questions and answers to each other you know mm. and, and find out what's going on and talk to each other share your issues there's nothing worse i'm sure it happens with you there's nothing worse than one dentist say and one nurse sitting there and chat, chat, chatting about everybody else and, and griping and moaning about what's going on mm-hmm. and then comes the practice meeting no one says a word absolutely and, absolutely. and, and, and nothing happens there's mm-hmm. no growth no no nothing and that can't be very good so I, I, fi- I think back to this word communication very very important yeah it, it comes up time and time again uh, the ability to communicate um, and having an avenue to communicate um, freely Leadership is important, as you as you mentioned. So people need guidance. Um, you know, the, uh, the decision making or the setting the tone uh, of the of the practice of the work environment does come from a leader. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's really important, Keith. Thank you. Okay, so question number four: What do you think is the greatest training need in dental practice? I think there again, I've, I've always had a big issue with how they do train nurses nowadays is that they pile their brains full of theory. Mm-hmm. And these poor girls or boys have very little practical uh, uh, exam, uh, uh, what do you call it, tuition, other than what they get from their dentist where they work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that to, to, to teach a nurse on the job is very difficult because you've got a patient in the chair who is mm-hmm. paying for your time mm-hmm. and you don't want a nurse making lots of mistakes because mm-hmm. um, th- it doesn't look good until you've always apologized to the patient for you yeah. know on the nurse's behalf which is doesn't it's not very professional so i i think the more practical work that they could get done in from a tuition point of view mm-hmm. the better um and yes and then they can apply that w- when they're back at work Absolutely. But to just rely on the actual working uh, day yeah. for their practical tuition and then just get all this theory thrown at them, I'm not sure if it's a very good idea. And, Absolutely. You know, and I guess, yes, uh, yes. you know, dentists are, are on display. You have a patient right in front of you. Veteran practice are the same, you know, we've um, got the client in the room and that's not the best time to start training sometimes. Well, probably most times. So um, training on the practicalities, the day-to-day um, tasks of the job is important. Um, and if we can find some way to mm-hmm. do that, then uh, nurses would hit the ground running and vets and yeah. everyone else, so to speak. Fantastic. Right. Thank you, Keith. Question number five. If there is one piece of advice or message that you could give an upcoming dentist, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> People ask me that all the time. And I can be facetious and say, give it up now. Uh, because <laughs> there's so much, I mean, in today's world, uh, 
so many uh, protocols, so many rules and regulations. You almost feel that, um, I don't know, you, you forget what you're doing with your hands. You, you've just got to have all this uh, a shelf full of files with yeah. all the protocols, knowing what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. Uh, um, so I sometimes think, boy, this is it's, this a very difficult profession to go into. And I'm sure a lot of professions are like that, but I, yeah. I, I can't speak for them. I can only speak for us. Uh, a lot of the protocols are good. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's you sometimes forget what we're trying to do in the first place. Um, yeah. But uh, what would I give? What advice would I give? You know, I'd say enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy what you're learning. Uh, don't have the attitude that I've had after 43 years now and say, oh, give it up because it's too much. Too yeah. much, theory, too much but enjoy what you do because it's a great job to have. It's great fun to actually achieve something that you started and, and for to see how it's worked mm -hmm. and, 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 and to, to see the patient's face when you give them a mirror and say, what do you think of that? And their face lights up. That's pure enjoyment. Wow. So that's probably the best thing I would say. Enjoy. Absolutely, Keith. And you've, you, you know, you, you've touched on a really important um, point where people become disgruntled, um, um, dissatisfied with the work that they're doing. They forget why they got into the profession in the first place, that passion that they had at the beginning. But I think you, um, you quite rightly say you need to make a conscious effort to remind yourself to look for the good. There's so many things that we can look at the negative with, but it's making that dis that um, uh, important sort of difference to patients' lives, you know, especially dentists, you know, and, um, and people can walk, walk out of a dentist's um, room uh, completely different, you know, uh, pain-free, you know, looking a lot different, you know, a great smile. Uh, that's so important, Keith. You know, I think we do forget about enjoying our job because that's what gives you longevity. And uh, I think sometimes we need to teach people how to do that, how to enjoy the job. Otherwise, it just becomes a day-to-day -day grind. Um, fantastic. Great. And finally, question number seven. What should I have asked you, Keith, that I didn't? <laughs> you didn't ask me if I enjoy my job. <laughs> you just look like... And to have been at it for 43 years, uh, some people say, wow, really? Because most people, I think, having worked for 43 years in any job or profession, they sort of reach retirement age. Um, and lots of people say, oh, why don't you retire now? To do what? You know, yeah. I've, 43 years I've spent doing this job. I enjoy it. I, I really yeah. do enjoy the actual work of dentistry. Um, so what didn't you ask me? Um, yeah. Do I still enjoy my work? And the answer is yes. And I think that's important. Again, going back to all the other things we said before. Absolutely, Keith. You know, again, that's a that's a nugget of information. Um, when you don't see your job as a place that you have to put up with just to earn some money, when you see it as something you enjoy, something you look forward to, I don't see why people need to retire. Um, to be fair, if you like doing what you what you do, and that's the important bit. That is so important. Wow. Thank you, Keith. Um, really, really interesting. You gave us some fascinating insights into, um, into the world of dentistry and into the, the job that you do, and also the training needs uh, from a dentist perspective, um, which I'm sure our listeners will find really, really valuable. 
Um, Keith, thank you so much for joining me on the Vet Method Podcast. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice to talk to you again, Sanjay, as always. And I look forward to seeing you again when we can in person. Thank you so much.